0: NASA, along with its partners across the United States, is continuing to make significant progress on the crewed Artemis missions. The hardware for NASA's Space Launch System rockets for Artemis II, 3, and 4 is already in various stages of production, assembly, and testing. SLS has proven to be the world's most powerful rocket, and during its first flight, SLS's two solid rocket boosters and four RS-25 engines produced more than 8.8 million pounds of thrust at liftoff, to send NASA's Orion spacecraft beyond the moon and back on Artemis 1. Now, data from the first flight is helping engineers build confidence in the rocket systems to safely fly crew on future lunar missions. And according to John Hudicutt, SLS program manager at NASA's Marshall Space Flight Center in Huntsville, Alabama, the power provided by NASA's Space Launch System rocket will enable astronauts to explore further in our solar system than ever before and discover more about the moon, Mars, and beyond. Honeycutt further added that NASA is on the brink of a new age of deep space discovery, and the SLS team and our partners are more focused than ever to manufacture and produce SLS rockets for Artemis missions that will put boots on the moon for decades to come. For the upcoming Artemis 2 and Artemis 3 missions to the moon, the SLS rockets that will power them will use the Block 1 configuration with the interim cryogenic propulsion stage, the ICPS, similar to that used in Artemis 1. And beginning with Artemis IV, the SLS rocket will evolve into a more powerful configuration called the Block 1B, which replaces the ICPS with a more dynamic exploration upper stage for in space propulsion to send crew and large cargoes to the moon. NASA and Boeing, the lead contractor for the SLS core stage, are manufacturing the 212 foot tall stages for Artemis II, III, and IV at NASA's Mashad Assembly Facility in New Orleans. And the Artemis II core stage is in its final assembly phase. And once the engine section is joined to the other four elements for the Artemis II core stage of Machad, teams will uncrate and install each of the four RS-25 engines to the stage and then ready it for delivery to NASA's Kennedy Space Center in Florida. Simultaneously, technicians are preparing for core stage assembly and outfitting activities for the Artemis III moon rocket. The engine section for an Artemis III was delivered to Kennedy in December of 2022, and in tandem, teams at Machad are continuing all core stage manufacturing and production activities for the five major elements of the core stage for Artemis III and Artemis IV. Now, the Artemis program aims to land the first woman and the next man on the moon by 2024, using innovative technologies to explore more of the lunar surface than ever before, And with each Artemis mission, NASA plans to test new technologies and advance its capabilities for human missions to Mars. And as the space agency continues to make progress on the Artemis program, the world is watching and waiting to see what's next. Now, NASA's efforts have drawn widespread support, particularly from its partners in commercial space industry, which have been playing an increasingly significant role in NASA's plans. The goal is to create a sustainable long-term presence on the moon that could eventually lead to crewed missions to mars and the artemis program has opened up new opportunities for private companies to work with nasa on the development of new technologies and launch systems and these could ultimately lead to the creation of a brand new space economy the development of sls has been a long and challenging process the rocket's initial launch was originally scheduled for 2017 but various technical and budgetary setbacks pushed the timeline back several years. And nevertheless, the successful test launch of the rocket's core stage in November of 2021 marked a significant milestone for the program, giving engineers the confidence to proceed with crewed missions. In addition to SLS, the Artemis program also involves the development of other critical hardware, such as the Orion spacecraft, which will transport astronauts to and from the moon and the lunar lander, which will take them down to the surface. Now, NASA is working with a variety of contractors and partners to manufacture and test these components with the goal of ensuring their safety and reliability for human spaceflight. Now, despite the progress that's been made, the Artemis program still faces significant challenges and uncertainties. One major concern is funding. The program requires a significant investment from the federal government and its future depends on continued political and financial support. Now, additionally, the program must overcome technical hurdles related to human spaceflight, such as radiation exposure and the long-term effects of microgravity on the human body. Nevertheless, NASA is committed to its vision of exploring and colonizing the Moon, and the progress being made on the Artemis program is a testament to the agency's dedication and perseverance Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. As John Honeycutt, SLS program manager, said, NASA is on the brink of a new age of deep space discovery. And the Artemis program, it represents a new era in human space exploration, one that promises to expand our knowledge of the universe and pave the way for future missions to Mars and beyond. As we continue to look to the stars and dream of new frontiers. NASA's Artemis program and the SLS remain at the forefront of our journey into the cosmos. Radiation is one of the biggest challenges that astronauts will face on a mission to Mars, and it's important to understand how it can affect the human body. And the SLS missions and the Artemis program will be sending people to Mars in the future. Now, radiation is a type of energy that travels through space in the form of waves or particles. And in space, there's no atmosphere to shield astronauts from this radiation. And it can come from a variety of sources, such as the sun and other stars, as well as from galactic cosmic rays. The main concern with radiation exposure is that it can damage the DNA of our cells, which can lead to cancer and other health problems. And the effects of radiation can be particularly severe on long duration space missions, such as a trip to Mars, where astronauts would be exposed to higher levels of radiation than they would on Earth. And one of the biggest challenges in protecting astronauts from radiation is that it's difficult to shield them completely. Even with thick walls of materials like lead or water, some radiation can still get through, and the weight of such shielding could make it impractical to use on a spacecraft. Now, NASA and other space agencies are working on ways to mitigate the effects of radiation on astronauts, such as by developing new shielding materials and technologies. In addition, astronauts on long-duration missions would need to be monitored closely for signs of radiation sickness and other health problems. Despite these challenges, many scientists believe that it's possible to send humans to Mars safely as long as we continue to develop and improve our understanding of how radiation affects the human body. With continued research and innovation, we may one day be able to travel to the red planet and beyond, unlocking new discoveries and pushing the boundaries of what we thought was possible. And NASA is exploring a variety of approaches to protect astronauts from space radiation on long-duration missions, such as a trip to Mars. Now, NASA is exploring various materials that could be used to shield astronauts from radiation, such as water, polyethylene, and other materials that can absorb or deflect radiation. For example, the Orion spacecraft, which will carry astronauts on the Artemis missions, will have a radiation shield made of lightweight material called hydrogen-rich polyethylene. And also, NASA is also considering ways that astronauts can reduce their exposure to radiation by changing their behavior. For example, they could avoid spacewalks during periods of high solar activity when radiation levels are elevated, or they could sleep in the spacecraft's most shielded area during high radiation events. And NASA is also exploring medications that can protect astronauts from radiation exposure. For example, a medication called Prussian Blue has been shown to be effective in treating people who've been exposed to certain types of radiation. And they also plan to monitor the health of astronauts during long-duration space flights to detect any radiation-related health problems as early as possible. Astronauts will wear dosimeters, which measure their exposure to radiation, and they will undergo regular health checks to identify any changes in their health. Now, NASA is also exploring the use of artificial magnetic fields to protect astronauts from space radiation. These fields can be generated by a device in the spacecraft, It could help to deflect charged particles from the sun and other sources of radiation. Now, these are just a few examples of the approaches that NASA is exploring to protect astronauts from space radiation. As we continue to push the boundaries of space flight, it's likely that we'll develop even more advanced technologies and techniques to keep our astronauts safe and healthy on long-duration missions. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I appreciate every one of you out there. Please take a second, hit the subscribe button so you can get more NASA and SpaceX news on your daily podcast feed on whatever podcast player that you like. Take care and I'll see you in the next one.